Well, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the TR90 Body Burn 30 support call. This call happens Monday through Friday at this time, which for me is 6.40 Pacific Time, 7.40 Mountain Time, 8.40 Central Time, and 9.40 Eastern Time. Thrilled to have you along with us. I'm Susan Mann out of Portland, Oregon. If you ever miss these calls, you can pick them up on an app. It's called SoundCloud by um, putting in Frank, F-R-A-N-K, Lomas, L-O-M-A-S, and either Tier 90 or Frank Lomas and Solutions, the Digifor Anti-Aging, wherever you get your podcast service through. If you're listening to this and it's a podcast and you wish to catch us live, if you dial into 712-775-8972, and when it pops for the conference code, put in 910022, we would be thrilled to have you join us live. As I said, I'm Susan Mann out of Portland, Oregon, welcoming you to the call. And um, this is the TR90 support call, so that means that when you're first starting out with that TR90 program, you have a really good clean, lean meal a day, two shakes a day, three snacks a day, 30 grams of protein, and at least three of those meals. Um, that 30 grams of protein is really important, especially when you're trying to um, build your muscle mass up so that it will burn more fat off. Seven plus servings of fruits and vegetables every single day. That gives you macronutrients, micronutrients, and fiber. Um, that fiber helps with um, dietary digestion as well as um, satiety, which means feeling of fullness, which is another reason why that seven plus servings of fruits and vegetables is really important. Taking your supplements 15 to 20 minutes before a meal is best, but if you're not able to do that, do take them with your meals. It's important um, just to take them. It works a little bit better if you can have them beforehand, but you never know, you know, what you're, if you don't know what your schedule is going to be like or whatever, just take them with your meals and you'll be off to a really good start. 30 minutes of moderate to heavy exercise at least five days a week. That moderate to heavy exercise could be whatever you desire it to be. If... Um, you're exercising really heavily or if you're in a humid area, you'll need to increase your water intake to offset what's on this formula in that um, you should be getting about one ounce of water for every count, two pounds that you weigh. So if you weigh 100 pounds, you should be drinking about 50 ounces of water. But if you're exercising heavily or if you're um, in a humid area, you'll need to increase that to offset what extra you might use um, burning off due to um, <coughs> excuse me, due to either the exercise or the humidity. Seven to nine hours of good quality sleep a night. This is one of those things that's not included into the TR90 program, but I highly recommend because it's one of those things that is um, your body does a whole bunch of system resets while you're sleeping. And when you're sleeping, 
It helps store memories, clear out toxins, stores muscle memories, does a lot of different things that really help set you up for having a really good, successful TR90 program. And so I highly recommend that you do that. See, I think. 30 minutes of moderate to heavy exercise can be whatever you desire it to be. <coughs> Excuse me. And, you know, whatever exercise you're going to stick with and really enjoy is the important thing. So it is really important to make sure that you're um, getting that exercise in almost daily because, and you can chunk it up. It can be a 30-minute chunk. It can be two 15-minute chunks, three 10-minute chunks, or a variation thereof. And it, But it should be um, that... Um, should be at least 30 minutes, at least five days a week. And if you go over, hey, not a problem. just means the program will work for you a little bit better, and that's all good. So with that being said, I'm sharing some information today out of a book that is called Superfoods, Health Style, Simple Changes to Get the Most Out of Life for the Rest of Your Life. It was written by Stephen G. Pratt, M.D., and Kathy Matthews. And um, yesterday I started sharing why dark chocolate is considered a superfood. And I shared with you the flavanol uh, content of 100 grams of various different foods. So just to give you an idea, an apple has 111 milligrams of flavanols, cherries have 98 milligrams, dark chocolate has 510 milligrams, so it outstrips everybody by far, red wine has 63 milligrams, and brewed black tea has 65 milligrams, and part of the reason you should get a little bit of dark chocolate most days, and realize if you Go over the 100 grams, you're going to be setting all of your efforts back. So that's why it's, you need to take it into account as part of your caloric intake. We it Chocolate and blood pressure. Well, in the early 1990s, a physician and researcher at Brigham and Women's Hospital... And Harvard Medical School, Dr. Norman K. Hollenberg was interested in to observe that the Kuna, K-U-N-A Indians, the indigenous residents of the San Blas Islands of Panama, rarely develop high blood pressure even as they aged. Studies indicated that neither their salt intake nor obesity was a factor in this seeming immunity. Moreover, when the islanders moved to the mainland, their incidence for hypertension soared to typical levels. So their protection from hypertension was probably not due to genetics. Hollenberg noticed one facet of the Indian culture that might play a role. The San Blas Island Kuna routinely drank about five cups of locally grown, minimally processed high flavanol, flavanol 
cocoa each day. He gave his study subjects cocoa with either high or low amounts of flavanols. Those who drank the high flavanol cocoa had more nitric oxide activity than those drinking the low flavanol cocoa. The connection between the ability of the nitric oxide to relax the blood vessels and improve circulation and thus prevent hypertension seemed obvious. Hollenberg is continuing this investigation, and he recently completed a pilot study that found that subjects who drank a cup of high flavanol cocoa had a resulting increased flow of blood to the brain that averaged 33%. Another interesting study looked at the blood flow effects of high flavanol cocoa compared to low-dose aspirin. And the study compared how blood platelets reacted to a flavanol-rich cocoa drink versus a blood-thinning dose of 81 milligrams of aspirin. It seems that the 20 to 40-year-olds who participated in this study enjoyed similar blood-thinning results from both the cocoa and the low-dose aspirin. It must be noted that the effects of the flavanol-rich cocoa were more transitory than those of the aspirin. Research also suggests that atherosclerosis begins and progresses as a gradual inflammatory inflammatory process. It normally involves years of chronic injury to the linings of the blood vessels as the lining or the endothelial cells are damaged. Atherosclerotic plaques or fatty deposits are formed on the walls of the blood vessels. These plaques both impede the flow of blood and can disrupt, leading to a blood clot, which could precipitate a heart attack or a stroke. Chocolate to the rescue. The polyphenols in chocolate act to relax the smooth muscle of the blood vessels. In addition, it seems that these polyphenols also inhibit the clotting of the blood. In a 2001 study, volunteer subjects were given a commercial chocolate bar, Dove bar to be exact, containing 148 milligrams of flavanols. The end result was that the volunteers showed reduced levels of inflammation and the beneficial delays in blood clotting at two and six hours after ingesting the chocolate. So what about the fat? Well, ordinarily foods that are high in fat would never make it to superfood status. Chocolate is the rare exception for a variety of reasons. While chocolate is approximately 30% fat, the fat in it, known as cocoa butter, is approximately 35% oleic acid and 35% stearic acid. Oleic acid is a monounsaturated fat that has been shown to have a slight cholesterol-lowering effect, and the stearic acid is a saturated fat, but it does not raise the blood cholesterol levels. At least two studies have shown that, that chocolate consumption does not raise blood cholesterol in humans. Indeed, in one three-week study, 45 healthy women or healthy volunteers were given 75 grams daily of either 
white chocolate, dark chocolate, or dark chocolate enriched with polyphenols. As you might guess, since white chocolate has no chocolate liquor, it isn't real chocolate. It had no effect, but the dark chocolate increased HDL, or the good cholesterol, by 11%, and the enhanced chocolate increased HDL by 14%. As higher HDLs are known to decrease the risk of cardiovascular disease, the argument for including chocolate in your diet is strong. So, sip your way to winter health. Need another reason to curl up by the fire with a mug of cocoa? In a recent study, researchers at the Cornell University found that a mug of hot cocoa has twice, nearly twice the antioxidants of a glass of red wine and up to three times those found in a cup of green tea. Make your cocoa with 1% low-fat milk, non-fat milk, or soy milk and sweeten it with minimal sugar. Avoid cocoa mixes as they are high in sugar or artificial sweeteners, and some contain trans fats. The Dutch processed cocoa is cocoa powder that has been treated with an alkaline compounds to neutralize the natural acids. It's slightly milder than natural cocoa, but it has lower levels of flavanols. So for health purposes, stick with the natural cocoa. And I've noticed that uh, Swiss Mix, if you can find it, has um, actually the dark chocolate mixes in pouches that are actually made with um, coconut milk, I believe it is. So there is a thought that if you can find that, it's been rare to find, but if you can find it, that is a good um, afternoon pick-me-up. The amount of flavanols in chocolate can vary widely depending on how the cocoa beans are harvest, harvested and processed. Coke, chocolate producers are trying to maximize the polyphenol content in their products. Watch for new, healthier types of chocolate to hit marketplace in the near future and look for those containing at least 70% of cocoa solids. So you can always get some of those really dark chocolate bars and um, flake them up and use that to make your cocoa. So when buying chocolate, select dark chocolate with high levels of cocoa solids. The higher the amount of cocoa solids, the more polyphenols the chocolate will contain. Manufacturers are getting wise to consumer interest, so you'll soon notice this type of labeling on chocolate. Look for at least 70% cocoa solids. I had, and this is Dr. Pratt saying, he uh, had an independent analysis conducted to learn the total polyphenol content of various commercially available chocolates, and here are some of the results. So Newman's own sweet dark chocolate had 955 milligrams for 40-ounce grams, and all of these are for 40-ounce 40, 40 grams. The Dove Silky dark chocolate had 811 milligrams. Endangered Species Chocolate Company Wolf Bar with cranberries and almonds had 811 milligrams. The Cadbury Royal Dark Indulgent 
dark chocolate had 765 milligrams, and yes, it had dark in the title twice. Hershey Special Dark Mildly Sweet Chocolate, 739 milligrams. Chocolate Day Dina Extra Dark with Green Tea, 676 milligrams. So those are just, um, as I said, there are seven different ones that you can uh, generally find on store shelves, but you really have to to find some of them because they're few and far between. So using chocolate, the best way to get chocolate into your life and for your health is to eat just a square or two daily. 100 calories of one of the chocolate bars we've listed, eaten in divided doses, is a tasty health-promoting strategy. Don't think that any chocolate dessert is now a health food. Fresh fruit is still the best sweet treat there is. Enjoy I enjoy eating a square or two of chocolate as an evening treat after dinner. Even just one or two small squares is satisfying. So do keep that in mind. And um, on Wednesday, I'll be, not Wednesday, Wednesday we'll have Frank up. Thursday, I'll be back and I'll be talking about uh, dried superfoods and oranges that you might want to make sure that you're getting included into your diet. With that being said, this is Susan Mann for March 28th, 2023, signing out. I welcome any thoughts or comments you may have. At the top of the hour, one of our leaders will be sharing some information on Facebook, One Team Global Live, on how to build a new skin business or some of the, the latest things that are happening within the company. Have a great day, and I welcome any thoughts or comments you may have. So there we have it, my friends, why we should be eating a little bit of dark chocolate and including it into our diet.